Welcome to CEO Conversations, the private practice podcast. I'm your host, Brandi Mabra. This is your one-stop shop to learn the business side of your practice on a deeper level. On this show, we empower you to own your CEO status to scale your practice for growth, sustainability, and profit. Listen in as we talk about how to market your practice to gain more visibility, hire, build, and engage your ride-or-die dream team, create streamlined operations, and make financial decisions as a CEO. It's time to show up as a confident leader to create a practice and life you love. Let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of CEO Conversations, the private practice podcast. It is Brandy here, and I am so excited to dive into today's topic. So where we're at is we are getting ready to go into the end of the first month of 2024. That is crazy. That is crazy. I cannot believe how fast time flies, which is why, <laughs> which is why we have to live life to the fullest because time is going to go regardless of what is happening. I wanted to dedicate today's episode to help you get ready, regardless of where you're at. So I know going into the new year, we always set goals for ourselves, especially for the folks I know who are listening to this podcast. You're ambitious, big goals, big dreams, big vision want to make sure you're making a difference in the world, all the things, right? Especially as a private practice owner. What I want to give you permission is if you are in a place where those goals aren't meeting your expectation, regardless of what's happening. So there's always two camps I find, and even with myself, either the goal that I thought that I wanted to achieve, or I thought that I was serious about has become less of a priority for me or the goal I wanted to achieve isn't necessarily out of reach for me. I'm just choosing not to focus on it compared to at the end of last year, going into this year, I had a whole lot of motivation, right? And now life is lifing. At the end of the day, whichever camp you're in, I want to give you permission to let go of a goal if you need to, because it's no longer a priority or I want to give you a kick, a loving kick to go ahead and decide, no, that goal that I set for myself, I actually want to achieve it and for you to get back on track so that way you can achieve your goal. Now, if you were like, I set my goals, I'm on track, I'm doing beautiful, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. Please, you know, send some send some vibes through the, through the sound waves <laughs> over here because if you are trying to grow a business, build a business, everything else, there's always going to be something. There's always going to be something. But how you look at it is up to you, is up to you. So yeah, so for today's episode, I wanted to dive into money. So that's what we're going to talk about. That is what we're going to talk about. We're going to dive into some financial reports that you need to look at to make sure that your practice is set up for success holistically, holistically. So inside a private practice CEO, and even with one of the meetings that I had today, I met with my client's office manager and her billing team. And we went through month end processes and looking at the data from these reports and connecting it to what actually has to happen in the practice to affect these reports. So the three reports we're going to talk to are not all the reports, but I cannot go into all the reports on this podcast. This podcast would be forever. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, for folks who end up working with me, that's what they get access to. So there's a seven page guide that we go through 
And it's all about the reports that you need to look at when it comes to your monthly situ financial situation. Um, I will say the reports that we're going to discuss are more geared towards if you're taking insurance. Now, if you are in the cash pay, I don't want you just to turn off this podcast now. There are, honestly, there's a couple of reports that you still need to pay attention to, especially if you know that you have outstanding balances, you know that there's folks, maybe like some of the services that you offer for self-pay have to be happy. People have to go on payment plans, different things like that. You still want to pay attention to this episode um, because I want you at the end of the day, I want you to be empowered when it comes to your money. We talk all about financial resources, making sure that you're set up with the right financial partner. If you need to go back and listen to some of the previous episodes, like the story that you're telling yourself about your money or even a couple of the episodes where we have really great financial partners and and cpas that are giving you nuggets of information please do so because at the end of the day my number one goal for you is to face whatever financial situation you got going on so if the money's great i'm happy for you if the money isn't mathing we need to dig in <laughs> like we need to dig in and even when the money is good you still have to pay attention to it, right? And so there's plenty of practices. I've said this before. There's plenty of practices I've worked with where the money's coming in the in the door. You know, revenue is honestly just one metric. It does not mean that your practice is healthy. It doesn't mean that your processes and systems don't need to be refined or updated or things need to change. So when you start to look at data, you start to pay attention to the reporting, that's where things become powerful. And that's where the truth is told, honestly, you know, from reports, from information, I can tell the efficiency of a, of a practice, the inefficiency of a practice, the effectiveness of a revenue cycle, the ineffectiveness of a revenue cycle, right? And this is where it's like millions and millions of dollars. So the revenue is just one piece of it. So I know I talked to seven figures, I talked to eight figures, and I've been in those environments and the revenue, again, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, it's good, you need to, know, you need to make money, don't get me wrong, but I don't want you to think like, oh, I'm a seven figure practice owner. Oh, I'm an eight-figure practice owner. And is your practice holistically set up well? Is it healthy? Is when I, when I say holistic, is it healthy? Is it overall a healthy practice? Is your team engaged? Are your processes and systems well-oiled? Are you utilizing the latest and greatest technology? Are you utilizing your EHR to its full capability? You know, like, are you struggling to make payroll? Like all of those things matter. So the revenue is good, but it's not the end of the story. So the reports that we're going to go through today will help you. These reports you have to run every single month. Do they have to be ran by you? No, <laughs> they do not. They can always be ran by someone on your team, whether if it's your billing team or if it's your practice manager, office manager, director of operations, COO, whatever that person's title is but they have to be ran. Even your, I'm not gonna say your front desk should run them, um, depending on the setup of your practice. And I get this question a lot. I'm not gonna go on a tangent here, but I get asked this question a lot. How much financial transparency should you have to your team? And that depends honestly on the practice. I mean, there's some 
owners who are so transparent with their practice and their team respects that. There are other owners who start to become a little bit transparent and then the team starts asking questions or thinking that the owner is, especially for folks who are over seven figures, oh, so I saw the practice is bringing in this much money because they don't understand the amount of money that comes into the practice doesn't go into the owner's pocket. It has to pay for the practice. It's a business. And so sometimes they don't know how to receive that information. So these reports should be ran by somebody who is higher level, who needs to have access to financial information um, in order to do their job and who can respect the information and not take advantage of it. So I do wanna give some precedence here. So when we're thinking about who needs to run them, at the end of the day, you can run them. I just am not always of school of thought that you should be the one running these reports, but you need to know how to pull them in case you want to look. So I'm not saying be negligent or ignore it because that's not what we want either. So at the end of the day, these reports might be named differently depending on your EHR or your EMR system. So number one, if you're unclear about your reporting package, please call your EHR EMR support system and ask about your reporting package. I will say not all EHRs are created equal. Yeah, no, they're not. Like I call some EHRs baby EHRs and that's usually the EHRs that are meant for solo spaces where it's just you <laughs> and it's really cut and dry, very simple. But when you start to have multiple providers offering additional services, your practice becomes more complex. You need a more of a grown up EHR, you know, something with a little bit of sophistication. So that way you can look at the reporting because the data becomes so powerful. I mean, so powerful and it's needed. It's needed. You can make decisions with data. It's really hard to make decisions without data, right? And then if you have certain emotions about the practice, data will tell you i mean data will tell you exactly how you need to feel you know it can check your feelings um actually so you want to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success so let's go ahead and dive into these reports and this is in addition to your financial report so i want to make clear these reports these three reports i'm going to talk about do not replace your profit and loss statement your p l your month over month reporting or your year over year reporting it complements them right so don't say hey accountant <laughs> i don't no longer need you know this report no you need all of it again the whole point of this is to make sure that you have a holistic view of what is happening in your practice again making sure that you have a strong financial partner when it comes to your practice to help you with some of these things is powerful very powerful so let's dive into report number one, total money collector report. So this is a great report to help you capture like all the money that's been collected. So this would include credit cards, that's HSAs, FSAs, commercial credit cards, checks, ACHs, cash, insurance, all of it. It's gonna make sure that you have a solid picture of what has been collected this month. The other thing is allows for you to recognize if there's some hiccups, right? So let's say admin team just decided to stop collecting money. You know, it allows for you to see that. <laughs> let's say that we're just not going to collect any outstanding balances this month. It allows for you to see that when you start looking at total money collected, when you start to look at it month over month, it allows for you to paint the story of what is the ebbs and flows of your financial picture, right? With how your practice collects money. You want to know this type of information. Remember, data is powerful. That's report number one. Report number two 
is the patient responsibility report. The patient responsibility report is a powerful report because you need to know, especially if you take insurance, what money is outstanding that needs to be collected from our patients. This report, in addition to the next report we'll talk about, allows for you to recognize, are we effective at collecting money? Do we do what we need to in order to get money from our patients? Or are we just providing a bunch of free services, right? There's the insurance piece of it. So the insurance payments coming into the practice, that's nice. That's a good thing to have. The hard part with that, and we what we all know is broken about our healthcare system, is that insurance doesn't really like to re- reimburse that much, <laughs> right? And so you need the patient responsibility money to come in the door, co-pays, outstanding deductibles, out, you know, or deductibles, outstanding balances, like all of it, co-insurance, all of that to come in the door. If you are on payment plans, same thing. You need that money to come in the door. You need for people to pay for the services that you are rendering. This isn't for free. Like it's it's not a nonprofit. It's a for-profit when you have a practice. So patient responsibility report. The third report is accounts receivable report. Your accounts receivable report allows you to know the age of your money. So in some EHR systems, it's known as patient aging. If you have a lot of money hanging out in 90, 120 days, that's a problem. So the buckets in your AR report are 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 120 days. And in some EHRs, depending on the report type and how it's formatted, 180 days. You don't want to be trying to collect money for 120, 180 days. You don't even want to go past 90 days. And you definitely want to try to get as much money in the month, especially if you've seen those folks, as you can. So a best practice is that an effective and efficient revenue cycle is where the money comes in the door all within 30 days. Now, of course, depending on your specialty, depending on you know the ebbs and flows of payers, it might go into 60 days. That's normal, that's okay. So when you're looking at this report, you're going to see more chunks in the 30 day, 60 day. That's a healthy report. Now, if you have higher dollar amounts hanging out again in the 90 day, 120 day, 180 day, that's a sign that things are not effective. That's a sign that something is broken. That's a sign that we're not collecting the money. That's a sign that we need to do something different. That's a sign that there's a bottleneck. Like all of those red flags are all in this patient aging report. There should be a process. So again, a bulk of your money collecting activities or your money generating activities like posting, sending claims, like all of it should be done within 30 days. That's why we're talking about this going into the end of the month. At the end of the month, as much money that needed to be, that needs to be collected should be attempted to be collected. Whether if it is making sure every single claim that you can file has been done within the month needs to be done. Every single invoice or statement that needs to be sent needs to be sent within the month. Every single balance that is outstanding should have tried to be collected. Every single person that's come in the door, if they owe you any money, owe the practice any money, needs to have a conversation about it, right? And so that's the goal. And so when you start looking at these reports going into the end of the month, it allows for you to know, how are we going to end? Like, what's that going to look like? Are we trending well? Or are we in trouble, right? The other thing too, it's going to let you know, because there are some practices that are carrying things from 2023 into 2024, 
like you should be wrapping up some of that. You know, you should be wrapping up most of it. Like if you are in a practice where things are healthy, 2023 is done. Like we should be like, and if there are outstanding things, and this goes even with that AR report, the accounts receivable report, if there are outstanding things, you should know case by case what is happening. This patient has had this activity done. We have called this patient X amount of times to collect money. We have worked with this payer right now, or this payer is doing this. Like you should know if there's any kind of balances that are in the 90 day, 120 day cases, what are the details? If you are working with a billing team, if you are working with your front desk team, anybody who or anybody who is helping you with these reports, your manager, and they can't say that they know what's happening with certain patients in this bucket, that means that something is wrong. That means that you need to do something different. So at the end of the day, these three reports are very powerful reports, but they're only as powerful as if you do something with the information, right? So if you don't do anything with the information, then it's just numbers on a page. Nothing's going to change compared to if you start to implement solutions, especially around the bottlenecks or delays that are costing you money, then that's where you'll make more money. That's where the practice will feel better. That's where you'll feel better because guess what? You can, you can give yourself a raise. You can go do stuff with your profit. You can start to generate more wealth. Like you can honestly start to leverage your practice. But if you are not paying attention to these things or having the right conversations consistently, then that's where things start to get you in trouble, right? So you wanna make sure that you're setting yourself up for success. The other thing is it allows for you to put more structured processes around the money. I always get asked a question. If I'm trying to put structure in my practice, where should I start? Here, you start around your money. If your practice isn't making any money or if your practice is struggling financially, guess what? Nothing else will work. <laughs> Nothing else will work. And guess what? You'll wanna close it down. You'll be tired. You'll feel exhausted. You'll feel burned out. You'll be like, why am I doing this every day? This sucks. When your money's right, things feel good. You know about it. There's a solution for it. Hey, you walk with a, with a different type of pep in your step. So you want to make sure that these reports are an active part of your world. And again, you don't necessarily have to be the one to pull them, but you need to be the one to actually pay attention to them. So definitely get familiar with them. And again, work with your EHR system to learn your reporting package. Make sure that you are not so aloof of what's happening with your practice. Like you need to know. It doesn't mean that you have to be the one to do everything, but you need to be in the know enough to understand what is happening financially with my practice. That's the job of a CEO. The job of a CEO is to make financial decisions for the direction that the practice needs to move in, right? You're the visionary. It's really hard to do that if you don't know the full financial picture of the practice. You're just kind of making decisions based on the bank account. And the bank account, especially if you take insurance or if you have payment plans, isn't going to necessarily be accurate for what you can do. You can make decisions when you know, okay, based on the amount of money that we collected this month, we'll probably collect a similar amount of money next month. So if I need to hire somebody 
I'm going to be able to hire that person because I'm expecting to have X amount of dollars to be collected. Or it's going to tell you, well, based on the amount of money we collected this month, I'm not confident I can hire a new person if we collect the same amount of money next month because I'm already struggling to make payroll and I don't know. Or I'm already struggling to pay myself and I want to give myself more money and so I don't know. Right? So it allows for you to understand what you can and can't do. And then when you have a financial partner that's working with you on these things, that's where the magic starts to happen. Cause now you can forecast, you can strategize, you can get really savvy with it and have fun with building a business. Building a business is fun. Growing a business is fun, but it's honestly only fun when you actually feel the benefits financially. And you're not just doing all this work, making an impact, helping all these people. And you're not seeing anything from it, right? There's no fruits to the labor. So these reports will help you have more fruit to the labor. Again, my whole mission is to make sure that you have a practice that feels good to work in, that you're not burned out in, and that you are able to make sound decisions and be an empowered CEO. So that way you can give exactly what you need to give inside your practice and everyone wins. This is not where you were a slave and you just give and give and give and give and give and you're, you don't get anything in return. So please, if nothing else, your homework is to pull these three reports. So these three reports, again, to summarize or to review total money collected report, patient responsibility report and accounts receivable report. Now, depending on your EHR, they might be titled different things. For example, the accounts receivable report, another name for that is the patient aging report. So depending on how your EMR is set up, you need to call, and this is you as the owner, if you do not know your reporting packages, you need to call your EHR support team and ask for an introduction of the reporting package. If you find, especially if you are in a bigger practice, the data that I have here or the reporting package that's part of this EMR system sucks, then you need to make a change. That's what I'll say, because the more data you have, the easier your life becomes. Data is your friend. Information is your friend. And at the end of the day, a lot of times when we're making decisions in business, it's a numbers game. It is. I mean, it's a numbers game, especially when you have an engaged team, KPIs, structure, it, it becomes a numbers game, right? We need to do X amount of this in order to get this return on investment. And that's where things become predictable. If your practice doesn't have an engaged team, if you have no KPIs, if you have no policy and procedures, if you're not paying attention to your money, if you're just going through the day to day, that feels hard and that feels challenging. And that's where money is lost. So that is today's episode. That is today's episode. I do want to say, if you are in that place where, hey, I need some help, I know I need some help, please go ahead and apply. Please, please, please go ahead and apply. This podcast is designed to help you, but it is not nearly what we cover in private practice CEO, even using this process, right? This is here to help guide you and to give you some nuggets of information to help you in your journey. But if you need deeper support, please go ahead and see the link in the show notes and apply to work with me. So if you are at the six figure, multi six, seven figure, if that's where you are and you know 
that you are in a place where you need additional support. And then especially if you are in even the eight figure, then go ahead and apply. You don't have to struggle alone. You don't have to be by yourself. The other thing, the other ask is if you could please continue to share this podcast and review this podcast, I would greatly appreciate it because I'm on a mission to make sure that you were set up for success. And so sharing this podcast is so helpful. Uh, reviewing it is so helpful because it lets, you know, Apple and Spotify and all the people that, hey, this is a great podcast. There's great information. Um, so if you could do that, I would appreciate it. So I will talk to you guys next time. I hope that you have an amazing, amazing week and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and it empowers you as the CEO of your practice. If you enjoyed the podcast, please make sure you subscribe, share the message and leave a review. If you want more information and support in growing and scaling your practice, click the link in the show notes to take advantage of our free resources or apply to work with me directly. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.